Howdy and welcome to another episode of the Laptop Empires podcast. We're your hosts, Mike Yonda and Bobby Hoyt, helping you get a PhD in BIZ. Oh yeah, we'll make it <laughs> oh my God. I was like, how cheesy can I take it? Oh, you guys don't know this, but like my goal in life is always to just like get Bobby to laugh. Oh man, yeah. that was that was, that was good. As hell, but I liked it. It was good. All right, so today we actually are going to help your BIZ. We're going to, you know, we talk a lot about freelancing. We're a big believer in it. You know, I, I really believe if you are, are broke sitting at home, start freelancing. Like it is the oh, yeah. fastest way to make money on the internet, either with a skill you already have, or you can develop a skill. So today though, we're going to talk to you about how do you get those clients? Cause I think that's the biggest thing is people are like, okay, cool. I'm going to be a freelancer, but how do I get clients? And there's actually a ton of ways to get clients. And that is one of the biggest things that we focus on in the Facebook side hustle course. And it's probably the biggest question we get from people that don't read the whole sales page, but you should, cause it's awesome. <laughs> but you know, that's one of the biggest questions we get is like, okay, I see the opportunity here. I, I would love to do this. I think I could handle doing this, but how do I get clients? I'm an introvert. I don't think I could talk to people or whatever. And so today we're going to go over seven ways to get clients. And these are all things that we have trainings inside of the course on how to do, right? Some of these are hour and a half long trainings, really in-depth stuff. But today we're going to kind of give you an overview. So if you're a freelancer, you're getting started, you have seven ideas of ways that you can start trying to find clients. Well, and this is huge too, because I think <laughs> like th this is what I had to do when I first started. I've told the story a million times, but basically I was, I was broke and I was like trying to blog and everybody sells you this idea that you can start a blog and start making money really quickly, which is not true. <laughs> and yeah, they're not going to sell you that idea. No, no. I mean, well, okay. The caveat is yes, you can make money quickly if you, if you do freelance services. That's why we, we yep. you know, pound this idea so much on the podcast and, and everything we do because we want people to actually be successful and actually make money online. It's possible, but right. in the beginning you have to trade time for money. And then if you want to create systems or you, you know, if you're a blogger and you want to create passive or semi-passive affiliate income streams, like it's possible. Just that comes like after six months, after a year, right. Building your brand. So this is huge. And, I, and it, it is one of the things too, for me, you were talking about being introverted and all that stuff. Like I was very much that way. I was scared to, sell. I was, I was scared to charge for services. Like I would, mm -hmm. I would undercharge too. Like that's not quite what yep. we're talking about, but like I was afraid to do all those things because I was used to being a teacher and I got my paycheck, did whatever they asked me to do at work. And that was it. Like I did, I was not used to doing this whole, you know, promoting yourself and charging right. for your time and all that kind of stuff. So this is really, yeah. this is huge. And I think the, the thing that I want to emphasize before we jump in is that you can do this. Like if you were somebody that is sitting there going like, I don't know if I can do it. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. We see it all totally the time. Can. We see people making money all the time online, freelancing, selling their services. 
that weren't able to do that before. So you can definitely learn how to do this and there's a lot of ways to do it. Yeah. And <laughs> you know, you're talking about being introverted. I'm obviously not an introvert, but I was not the ruthless raptor of a human being that I am these days when it came to sales early on, like, or anything. Like when I first started in business, like I just wanted to help everybody. Yeah. And I, I had a harder time, you know, doing that. I, I would give away so much of my time and expertise for free and eventually just realized that wasn't helping anybody and started charging money. But I think another thing that you brought up that was interesting, like you were talking about, like, look, you can make money blogging right away if you start freelancing. You know, we we're working on a new project. And I was reading something you'd written about how you actually were making, out earning your teaching income within three months of starting your blog and, and leaving your job, yeah. which I thought was really interesting. Now, why is that? Like you said, it was the freelance, like you were offering freelancing services through your blog. It wasn't just affiliate come and those kind of things. So I think that's just a good point to emphasize because we've got freelancers listening to the show. We've got bloggers as well. Man, freelancing is the quickest way to earn good money because you're going to get paid well. It is money for your time, but you got to hustle your ass off at first if you want to get to that passive income thing. So let's dive into it. Let's, uh, is there anything on this list of seven that just tickles your fancy that you feel like talking about first? Uh, you know, in the course, I teach the email outreach one, but that's actually not my favorite one. And it's not what I would do if I was, <laughs> if I was starting this whole thing over again. I actually want to talk about one that you specialize in more, but I think is probably one of the best ones. And that's the, the group method. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I would have, I would say of everything we do, this is probably my favorite one. And, and it's good for like, it's good if you have a social personality, but even if you're an introvert, it's good too, because the group method, you get to hide behind your keyboard mm -mm. and you can, you can just go and, and talk to people. And so, I mean, this is not really what this is, is this is an opportunity to improve your skills and to go learn things and to give value to other people and let your name start to be known. It's more of a slow approach, but the idea is pretty simple. You find groups, you go become active in them, you add value through posting, but more so you add value through answering questions and commenting. And over time, people will start referring people to you. You might be able to work out with the owner of the community where you can provide a training, which can be great for lead gen, or just people seeing you commenting, you answering their questions, you providing great in-depth comments, helpful comments for people inside of that community. People will actually reach out to you. They'll PM you for help, especially if you're providing a really high value service that people want to spend money on, right? Like if you are, you know, for example, if you're an SEO expert and people are really wanting to improve their SEO, they're going to reach out to you. If you're providing, you know, copywriting services, especially in the business world, people know the value of copywriting. They will hire people to help them with an email sequence or a sales page or whatever that may be. And then Facebook ads is a big one. I think Facebook ads is one of the more in-demand ones. Yeah. Whatever you think about any freelance service you can, you can provide, the one that people talk about in business communities and that people are most likely to reach out for are the Facebook ad services that we teach in Facebook Side Hustle and in Facebook ads for bloggers. Like it's just... It is so in demand. And so if you're answering people's questions about Facebook ads, if you're commenting, you're providing value, you're getting involved in that community, people are naturally going to reach out to you. And a lot of times they're going to reach out to you and say, I need help with this, or I haven't been able to do this myself, but it all boils down to, 
can we hop on a call? I want you to do this for me. Yeah. yeah. I think it's huge. Can we talk about like what not to do though? Because <laughs> the thing I see about the group method, I yeah. think ultra effective if you're patient and you just actually are like, if you're there just to provide value um, for sure, knowing that in the long run, somebody is probably going to reach out to you. Uh, but I've seen people try this and do it. Like they'll instantly try to sell. Like it's like they'll get into a group Horrible and then all of a sudden idea. they, yeah. And, and it happens Horrible. and it's because people aren't typically patient enough to, to do, to build trust and build authority and all of those different things. So is that, I mean, so I see that all the time. Is there anything else people should avoid? Well, you don't generally want to just one. Yeah. You don't want to sell. And so you don't want to take anybody out of the group, right? So one of the worst things that you can do is post in the group and then be like, click here for more information and send them to like your lead magnet or whatever, because it's, it's disrespectful to the community owner, you know, and I've been in some great entrepreneurial communities. And when you join these groups, I've become friends with the owners where they'll actually refer me business. But if I would have been in there and sending people off of their platform, their group to a website or whatever, they're not going to send me business. They're not going to like me. They're probably going to kick me. So that's one. Another thing you don't want to do is in the comments to be like, shoot me a PM and I'll help or shoot me a PM and we'll do this. Or, Hey, let's hop on a call. You never want to kind of thing in the group. If that person reaches out to you and the conversation is in your inbox, that's one thing, go for it. But don't just as a practice, don't be pulling people from the community off of, out of the group. Yeah. It's like, it's one of those things. Like the whole point behind this thing is you're, you're going fishing, but like, you don't want to be, you don't want to be like fishing and pulling people out. Like it's more, you're going to just kind of drop some bait and let them come to you. Yeah. Right. And it's just being respectful to the community owner. Like that, that's what you really got to think about is if I was the owner of this group, would I be okay with this? Right. If the answer is no, don't do it. Yeah. No, we, I mean, in the millennial money man community, we kick people out all the time <laughs> for doing, for doing pretty much all of those things. Like we'll, we'll get somebody that'll message us and the message the admin team and be like, Hey, this guy, just posted this thing and now he's DMing me, you know, and like we see that we see people just trying to like sell their services and, and that can right. be like just right off the top. And it's like, no, nah, oh God, don't do that. It's spammy. So then we have to kick the people out. It's, it's a pain, you know, and all you've done is, is hurt your reputation. So just be patient. But I think the group method, if done correctly, can be ultra effective because I mean, yeah, it just is. I mean, it just works. Yeah. Another one not to do is to give like, non-valuable content. So, so I would say two things like with this, since we're talking about what not to do, don't post a video in a Facebook group without the permission of the owner. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Right. And if you feel like you can give value by posting a video, let them know, don't do the thing. Like if this isn't allowed, go ahead and delete it. That's a dick move. Yeah. Like don't be that person. Okay. Yeah. Ask first there. And be, because here's the other thing too, you know, we, we had Sean in our community he's been doing something. He's been doing the consultations to make money. And he was like, Hey, I would love to share this thing that I'm doing. That's helping me get clients, but it's helping me get paid smaller amounts. Can I go ahead and post it? And I was like, dude, let's just do a live training. So we did a full, you know, one hour training that never would have happened if he hadn't have asked me, you know? Mm -hmm. And so that can happen with the community too, where it's like, maybe you want to just post this little video and they go, let's do a webinar. 
And then you will have a bigger audience. You're getting that authority of being referred essentially and being positioned as an expert by the owner of that group. And you might actually have an opportunity to pitch. They might actually let you pitch something. So it's going to be better in the long run if you do that. So that's don't put video in the group, go ask. And then if you're going to post in the group and the big thing with that is as a group owner, it's hard for us to monitor that. Like we're not going to go watch your 15 minute video and it might be a pitch fest. So we're going to assume, (laughs) you know, we're going to assume that it's not good and probably delete it. At least that's what I would do. And then the other one is if you're going to post in the group, like post something that's actually helpful and valuable. Don't post like something wishy-washy where it's just very generic or it doesn't I'm trying to think of like the way like something that hides the ball like it doesn't really it like it looks like you're teaching them something but there's really no substance, no substance to, it. to it yeah i'm That's not a fan a, of the hiding the ball thing just no general. i think it's just bad business practice i mean you can you can make money doing that i'm sure but it's like yeah it's the scammiest way. It's like the scammiest way. That's why people hate internet marketers. Like that's why people go the hide the ball crap and the, yeah, just, and, uh, and I talk all the time about like, you tell them what to do, what not to do, why to do it, why not to do it, but you don't tell them how, cause you're selling them how, yeah. but that's different. That can still be valuable. But think about this from the, like how this works, the group method, you're building your authority, you're building your reputation and you want, what you the value you're providing to be so good that people reach out to you independently. Right. Right. So if you post something shitty that doesn't help you, like just posting to post doesn't make you an authority. There are people in communities that I'm in that they post regularly and it's just annoying because you know, it's shitty posts and it's just like, Oh, here's this person's third post for the week. Like if you're going to post, like they should, should be able to read that and go, wow, that's incredible. I'm going to go apply that in my business. Right. Or that answers a question. I didn't know whatever, you know? And a lot of times if, if I'm going to actually post, it's going to be something, Hey guys, I keep seeing this group, this question popping up in the group. So I want to give you all a short guide and it's a long form post just pumped with value. You know, I might even tag some of the people that had been answering questions about it. Like usually it's going to be prompted that way but it's got to be valuable it's got to be something good one don't waste your time but like like this isn't going to work if it's not good stuff yeah totally agree i want to talk about two more things actually because this one i feel like this one is the best one so yeah so i want to spend more time on this and i know i'm talking a lot here but it's because i've done this for years and i've taught people to do this so Okay, we've got six more. I want to get to them, but I want to say a few more things about the group method because this really, I feel like is one of the most powerful ones that you can do. Both for you, like you're going to see in a second, it's powerful both for you to just educate yourself about business, but also for you to land clients because you're going to demonstrate your knowledge first. So when people come to you, it's going to be so much easier to close them because they already view you as an authority. All right, so I want to give you all one more not to do because this is one I see a lot anyway also. Uh, People go, okay, the group method is great. I want to do this. I'm going to find a bunch of groups and I'm going to do it in a bunch of groups. And what they end up doing is they create posts and then they post it in like four groups at once. Mm -hmm. And this is a horrible idea. This is a great way to just lose all authority that you have pretty quickly with certain people because what you'll find is, is that you're going to find 
the right types of group that you want to be part of, that you want to get clients from. And you're going to find that a lot of those people are in all of those groups. And so, although it can be powerful, if they see you showing up in the same groups they are, answering questions and providing value, if you were posting the exact same thing the same day or the same week in three different groups, they're just going to be like, oh, this guy again, right? Or this girl again. Like mm-hmm. it's, it is really, it's a great way to just annoy people. So don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Don't I annoy agree. people. It's also more effective to comment and just bring the house when it comes to value with a comment than it is to like craft posts. Like yeah. you'll see, I only craft posts if I see a recurring theme and then I'm answering that question that keeps popping up in the group. But if somebody asks a specific po- a specific question, you're going to get people with snarky comments. You're going to get people tagging other people. And then you're going to get people that are going to give like surface level answers. If you go in and write a book and like a multi-paragraph comment that really helps them and says, do this, then this, then this. And you just give everything, everything, even if it's something that you normally sell on a product, if you give everything in written form, you are going to not only blow the mind of that person to where they're going to reach out to you, but you're going to blow the mind of every single person in those comments. And when you do this, not only do you have people reaching out to you, but people will start tagging you and doing lead gen for you. Like this is the great thing about the group method is once you get established, every time there's say a question about Facebook ads, they're going to say, oh, Mike Yonda, can you help him with this? Or, oh, you've got to talk to Mike Yonda. He is the go-to guy. Like that's what happens. That's authority. That's essentially referral authority. And then it's also people letting you know, hey, here's a post for you to answer on. And if you get, then you can go respond on that and it grows and it snowballs. It's fantastic. So- I think the last thing for this, and this is something we teach in the group all the time, like how do you find these groups? A lot of people want to know, how do you find these groups? Like what makes a good group? To me, the best thing you can do is join communities that are about business concepts that you want to learn about, right? So if you want to learn more about copywriting, like if you're a Facebook person and you want to learn more about SEO, you want to learn more about copywriting, or you want to learn more about blogging, or you want to learn more about Google AdWords or Pinterest or whatever it may be, join communities of entrepreneurs or whatever your target market is that are about those things. Go learn, be an active member, go learn from those people and then give value when you can. Because the things like I'm, I'm talking about this in the cons with Facebook, cause that's what we teach, but like people are going to be asking about that in all kinds of communities. Now, if you're looking for local business people, you want to go be parts of those groups You know, when I was building my marketing business, I was in a lot of gym owner groups and boot camp groups and things like that because I was in the fitness world. And then those were my clients. So I would help them out. We would talk, I would sell them, I would do work for them, right? But finding communities of just, of the target market that you want to be a part of, if you can join them, sometimes you can't. And then finding communities that you want to learn from, get active in there. Because they'll refer you clients, you'll you'll be able to help them as well, and you'll grow your skill set. So, yeah, that's all I've got on groups. I know we just, I just talked a really really long time. <laughs> no, it's all good. It was, but, but that's important though, because I think it can be the most effective kind of lead gen strategy for yourself. So, um, yeah, and it's honestly like out of all the things we're going to talk about, I think that it's it requires probably the least amount of work, maybe, or at least I mean like yeah. email outreach, like that takes. 
you have to send out a crap load of emails, right? Like it's a volume game. Like you right, have to just volume. do a ton. You know, whereas the group method, I think your time is probably a little bit better spent. That's not to say you don't try any of the other things we're about to talk about, but like this one just works really well. So I think it's all good. Yeah, it's it's more, it takes time though. Like it yeah. takes time to build that authority. You have to show up consistently. Well, let's let's talk about another one that's really powerful, that's pretty easy. And this is what we always kind of recommend people start with. And that's the inner circle, yeah. which I think will actually kind of lead into the email outreach as well. But but like yeah. you, you, you've done this. Can you, can you talk to us a little bit about inner circle? Yeah, I mean, inner circle is, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, it's pretty simple. I mean, inner, inner circle, you're just trying to find people within your own circle that need a specific service. So a lot of times what this one looks like is people like posting on their Facebook, just saying like, Hey, I've just started a Facebook ad business, or I just started a whatever. If you need help with this, blah, 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 blah. Or if you know anybody that needs help, let me know. And I think that this one is it. Some people are very comfortable doing it. Some people are super non-comfortable doing it, you know, because people are like, I don't want to spam my friends and that kind of thing. But the, my answer to that is like, okay, well don't spam your friends. <laughs> like don't, don't be spammy about it. Just literally, right just literally, po- you know, just ask for help. And I think that's, that's one of those things that I've noticed uh, for the people that have success with this is that it's, it's less about trying to present themselves as some kind of expert on uh, something that they just started doing uh, and more just saying, Hey, I'm starting a business. I need, you know, I need your help. And I, I think that that is yeah. a, a good way to approach it. Yeah. And it's interesting. We've seen this in a, with our students and the ones that like post and they're like, I'm offering this, this, and this, and this, that doesn't work as much. But the ones that are like, Hey, I started taking this course to learn how to provide this service. Yeah. I'm looking to get started. You guys could help me out. Like if you need help with this, or if you know someone that needs help with this, I can help realtors. I can help gym owners, like whatever. Right. Um, and then people are like, Oh, that's so awesome. Good for you. Let me help you out. No tag and then even, They'll tag, yeah, they'll so tag somebody or they're like, Oh, I have somebody in mind. I'll, talk to them. You yeah. know, I'm going to talk to my gym owner or I'm going to talk to my hairdresser or whatever it may be. But then you also see situations where somebody like, and you got to be careful about this one, but like, cause you might be in a job where like you can't have extra work mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah. But I've, I've heard of people that have gone to work and they're just telling their coworker like, Oh, I started this thing. Yeah. And, and yeah, you got to be careful on this one. Like, seriously, it depends. But I've had some people are like, hey, I'm starting this thing. And then that coworker is like, oh, I know somebody, right? Yeah. Or just telling their friends, like, you know, you're out for drinks and you're like, hey, I'm doing this. And it's like, oh, cool. I've got a buddy that does this. Like, just, it doesn't even have to be like a pitchy thing. And it doesn't even yeah. always have to be like a, can you help me thing? It's just, hey, I'm trying to start a side hustle. Check out this cool thing I'm doing. I think the key to this is just to be genuine and honest, honestly, because like this is the thing that I hate about multi-level marketing stuff. Uh, You'll see people on their Facebook page do this like engagement baiting posting crap where they're just like, you know, they they post a bunch of nonsense and then they'll post about like how some, some rap thing made them like 15 pounds skinnier, which doesn't make any sense. And, but it's, it's spammy and they do it all the time. And it's like, they're selling crap products. And I think if you just come from the, the, you know, come from the place of like, Hey, I'm starting something and this is a legit business. Like I'm doing an actual service. (laughs) Like this is a real thing, whether it's freelance writing or or whatever, like whatever it is, as long as it's legit, if you're just honest about it, like you're going to, you're going to get more people that are interested in hiring you for a service. And if you just do spammy crap, I don't don't know. So that brings me to, (laughs) so that brings me to the next one, email outreach. And this is one that People really liked it. We found that people really like doing this one in the group or starting here because it feels 
I'd say the the least. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, people, especially people that are introverted, they're like, oh, I'd rather send an email than like interact in groups or go door to door and that kind of stuff. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna poo poo on email outreach. I think that there. I mean, there are plenty of people that make tons of money doing email outreach, but it, it is a it's a volume game and it's a numbers game. And I think a lot of people get don't realize. They don't realize that. So like they'll send a lot of emails to business owners and they'll be like, oh, I haven't had any success yet. And it's like, well, you're, it's a very, very cold outreach strategy. Like right. how many times have you bought something because somebody, or, you know, paid for a service because somebody just randomly emailed you? Probably, hopefully right. never, right? Like, but, but people are like, I sent a lot of emails and it's like, oh, how many emails did you send? I sent 15 emails. And yeah, it's like, okay, cut it. go send a hundred. Right. and get a sale or go send, send a thousand and get one to 10 sales. Like this is not a, this is a big time volume play. Yeah. In my experience. Now I think that there's a hack in And that is if you are a customer of the business, like if you become a customer of the business and we've right. seen people do this uh, and ha- have, you know, varying levels of success, but you know, let's say you, there is a local business uh, that you want to provide some kind of freelance service for. And you know, that business, you go in there all the time you know, if you send an email, just thanking them for having an awesome business and be like, Hey, I had, you know, let's say it's a pizza place or something like, Hey, I had the pizza the other day. Like your place is incredible. We've been going there for years. We love it. That's a better way to start a conversation with somebody and at least get on their radar. And then you don't actually sell to them like immediately, like you would have some back and forth. And then eventually you could be like, Hey, I noticed that, you know, or I started a Facebook thing or whatever, you, whatever service you're providing, then you introduce it later down the road. But that's a way to kind of warm them up a little bit. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, and actually what we've seen work for people really well, which I didn't expect this, a lot of people do, do that method, uh, becoming a customer, they'll send an email, but then they'll move it to direct messenger on Facebook. And that they've had more success with like back and forth with the business owner through direct messaging, which I thought was really interesting. And it's kind of like our students kind of created that hybrid method of outreach, which is pretty Yeah, cool. or they're doing the outreach through Messenger to start, yeah. which if you look at like just email marketing compared to Messenger marketing, it makes sense because an open rate on an email might be like 30%. Then an open rate, and then an open rate for a business owner is going to be even lower a lot of the times they just yeah. don't have the time. But on, on messenger, it's like a 98% open rate. Right. So like you're, it's more instantaneous. So like you, you might actually get a better, you know, I open messages cause I get, I get people like random people that message right. me because of millennial money, man. And I'll look at it. And I'll know that it's something I don't want to respond to, or I know that it's something spammy or it's somebody like right. that's trying to meet up with me that I've never met before. And I'll still open it. I still read yep. it <laughs> you yeah. know? cause they're, they're in my inbox, you know, I want to see what's going on. But yeah, I, I, I know you opened it. I see you. Yeah, God, I know. <laughs> I, 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 I there's one person this morning. There's one person that has messaged me, I think four or five times that like wants to meet me. And like, I'm all about meeting readers in like, a, like in a group setting, if we do like yeah. a meetup or something, but I'm not going to like meet one-on-one with, with people I've never, you know, right. I'm not, I just, I don't want to be killed because of my blog. <laughs> so that's, that, that's where I'm at. I know that's dark, but that's, these are things you have to think about. It's um, real dark. That's real yeah, dark. But it, here's another thing Never with the email outreach to move out of this dark place. Sorry. Um, <laughs> open loops are your friend, right? Like if you ask them a question, they are way more likely to respond. Yeah. Right. So I'll just leave it at that. So let's talk about another one. Hmm. We've got some good ones here. Let's, well, let's talk about another introvert friendly one. Let's talk about Upwork, which used to be called Odesk. We actually a really great training. It's like an hour and a 
with one of our students, our first 5K club member, Catherine, uh, in about Upwork. And Upwork is a freelancing platform where like if you need work done, you can post jobs and or if you, you can claim jobs. Like think of it, it's almost like Craigslist for freelancers, like yeah. where you can buy and sell things, but it's services. So you can actually go create a profile on there for whatever service you provide, whether it's Pinterest management or copywriting or or email marketing, like Facebook ads, whatever it may be, you can actually go apply to be a service provider on there and then use that platform to see what people are looking for or to you know provide what you can provide. So you can actually look at open jobs and then you can submit to claim those jobs. And th- there might be four or five other people and they're going to look at your profiles and then it's going to lead to a call like to talk like a sales call or whatever. Now <clears throat> with this, I think one of the, the downsides is you can't always charge what you want to charge like they might have but it's okay like especially if you're starting out like they might have a budget in mind and they're like i'm willing to pay this much for this project and you can make an evaluation of whether you're willing to do that but it's a great way to get your foot in the door Um, we've had a lot of students have a lot of success with it and sometimes they're taking on lower cost projects to start but what's happening is these are usually time-bound projects so instead of it being recurring like we teach provide recurring month-to-month management services they're maybe doing a three-week project or they're creating one campaign but if they do a good job then they're able to provide like sell that person into recurring service and start to build their their client roster yeah no i think that's cool i I think the only the issues that i think we've seen from it uh, are people that maybe get their uh, denied profile denied Yeah, yeah profile denied um, I've actually personally never really used Upwork, but I thought that it was fascinating. Uh, well, I've, no, I'm sorry. I will, I've used Upwork to hire people for things. Like yeah. when, I, when I had a client that needed like website design stuff or uh, graphic design, like, and, I, and I had great work through there. So I think it's a valuable platform. Um, I've right. never personally used it as an outreach uh, or a, you know, a way to get clients, but we've seen it work. We've seen it work yeah, several times. And the, the denial thing, it's if they have like a surplus of people providing a certain service. So yeah. what you have to do is you have to keep applying and then diversify the services you can offer into your profile. Like if you are able to do different things, like I could go in there and I could be like Facebook ads, Twitter growth, email marketing, sales page copywriting, like there's all of whatever. Yeah. There's a hundred things that I can do and I have skills for. That doesn't mean you have to do them. Like maybe there's something that you can do. Like I know how to write sales pages, but I'm not going to write a freaking sales page. I hate doing that. (laughs) Like I'm not going to do that, but I can put that in my skills, be more likely to get approved. And then I'm just not going to apply for jobs that do that. And if somebody sends me a request, I'm just going to say, sorry, I don't have the time for it, which is the truth. So don't make things up. Like, but if you have a skill in something, even if it's a beginner skill, put that on there, diversify your portfolio, I guess, and you'll be more likely to be approved. So that'll help you get around that. Because a lot of people are going in and they're writing, I do this one thing. And they right. go, mm. so it doesn't always happen, but it happens sometimes. So good, good, yeah. good point on that. Um, you want to do LinkedIn? Yeah, let's talk about that. Because I know like you loved this one after Gary did the training. Uh, yeah, yeah. So we were in the in the train in the group, we did a live training. This is early on when people were still really like, you know, how do I get clients? How do I get clients? Uh, and you, you have a friend, Gary, who's, you know, basically been a, a professional, I don't know, you guys have kind of coached each other and, you know, you've been involved with each other for a while now. And he's, he's, I think a brilliant guy and he's got some really successful businesses and he has been doing lead gen 
well, you know, he's been doing, he's been getting clients uh, on LinkedIn for a while now. So can you tell me, like, talk about exactly what he does? Because so, he's like, so Gary has an agency and one part of the agency provides local Facebook ad management services that we like, we teach in the Facebook side hustle course. Right. And the other provides a LinkedIn service. And so just like, think about like people that need to get clients. He's, he's basically providing a service where his team will manage your LinkedIn, your content, the whole strategy to bring in leads for you that you can yeah. sell into whatever business that you have consulting a done for you service, whatever it may be. Right. So really what he, what he was doing, one of the main things that I noticed when he did that training is it's just profile optimization. Like it's not just that there's actually quite a bit more to it, but that was the big thing. It was like, you know, what image do you select? What, how do you present yourself in your profile uh, to get people's attention? And then there was a lot more, but it was fascinating because it, it was so powerful. Like I, I was surprised at how powerful LinkedIn can be as, as a lead gen source. I was, I mean, it, it kind of blew me away. Um, it is a traffic source like LinkedIn. Oh is, yeah. The people that are using it now are getting huge results. And in 2019, like if there's a platform that I'm going to use for traffic, it's going to be LinkedIn and we can talk yeah. about it another episode, but it is, it's great from a lead lead gen standpoint for getting clients because one, every piece of content that you post, you're getting massive reach, right? Yeah. It's not like Facebook where it's an algorithm and it's cut down. You're getting massive exposure. And the more people engage with the post, they just keep showing it to more and more people. Right. Yeah. And so that's one of the great things about it is like back in the day when Facebook would show it to everyone who liked your page, right? That's how it would work. Yep. Well, LinkedIn, it's like everyone you're connected with, it's going to show it to, but then it's going to show it to their second and third connections. So that means people that are connected to your friends and people that are connected to the people connected to your friends, all those people are going to see the post. That's massive reach. It's huge. So you've got that going for you. And then all, yeah, it's like, it's optimizing your profile and it's, it's nothing complicated. I, we, he goes very in depth in the course on like specifically what to write and some formulas on how to do it. But you're basically going, this is my niche and you're identifying the niche and you're using your profile almost as a sales page to say like, this is how I can help you. If you struggle with boom, 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 we can do this, this, and this to help you achieve this, this, and this. Right. And you're putting all of that in your profile. And then it's going through and using the powerful search function of LinkedIn, which it's almost like Facebook ads targeting where you'll be like, I want to reach realtors that live in Fort Worth. Mm -hmm. But then Facebook goes, okay, cool. There's, 10,000 of them. And then you can show an ad to those 10,000. Well, if you do that in LinkedIn, it'll say, cool, there's 10,000 of them. Here's their profile, their name, their email, like all of their information. And then you can go through and you can connect with those people. That was, then, that surprised me. I was, I was shocked that they, cause you know, Facebook, you can't just like individually target people. Right. Um, I was shocked. It was like, you can see every, everything about these people. Uh, and I was right. like, I wonder if that's going to go away eventually, but it, I mean, it won't because it's the nature of the platform. Yeah, it's just crazy. It's about like, networking. That is that is pretty crazy that you can target yeah. people that specifically. And so you would go message them. <laughs> go add them, add a message, and not a sales message, but just like you know, just a message so they'll read it and why you want to connect or whatever. Yeah, and you, it's a volume game like with the email. You're doing that, but what happens is when your profile is formatted, if they're interested in that thing, they're very likely to reach out. Yeah, And if they don't reach out, now you can message them and you have an email. And the idea is you're going to send a lead magnet. 
you're going to say, Hey, would you be interested in this guide on such and such? And if they say yes, then cool. If not, then no big deal, but it allows you to get them into your funnel. Yeah. So really it's a very powerful, very, very powerful thing. I, to me, like I don't, I don't need clients right right now, but if I were starting over, I would share my knowledge in communities using the group method. And then I would go and I would practice the LinkedIn system optimizing the profile, posting content and doing these connections. Like I would do that every single day. Right. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, actually I wrote down while we were talking about that uh, LinkedIn profile optimization and posting, because that's something like, you I should mean, be doing that for millennial money. Man. I know. Yeah, I know. And it's one of those, it's like, it's that thing that like, I know that we're going to be doing a lot with laptop empires in 2019. And I'm like, okay, I need to do this with millennial money, man right now, but I keep forgetting. Right. About it. <laughs> so yeah, and it, there's a lot of traffic just sitting there. And yeah. if you're a blogger and you're putting out good content, posting it on your Facebook page, like you need to do that. Like it's a must. Yeah. Like to have a Facebook page and to post on that Facebook page, because especially if you want to run ads eventually, because if you're not doing that, you're not getting some engagement, even though you're only reaching 2%. If you're not doing that, then your ad costs are going to be way higher later. And right. so somebody like Bobby that runs ads, like you need to be posting there, but you're not getting a lot of traffic from it. Yeah. If you go and you start doing that on LinkedIn, it's going to become a big traffic source for you especially yeah. when you're doing a topic like personal finance that your market is pretty much everyone. Right. Another one is like fitness. If you're a fitness blogger, guess what? Your target market, you should niche down, but your target market is essentially everyone <sighs> because true. every, just about everyone except for the fit pros, you know, feel like they could improve in some way. Yeah. 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 It's true. So the LinkedIn one is huge and that like, you know, and if it's, if this is one of those things, like you want to learn it, like the only way you're going to get this training is in the side hustle course, but it is free. It's included. It's one of the, we do live trainings every week. It's one of the live trainings we did. It's one of the longer ones. It was like an hour and a half to two hours and it's yours for life. So anyway, which another one, we had uh, one of our Facebook ad experts, talked about using Facebook ads and email oh, marketing. Yeah. yeah. And this is an awesome one. Um, and I, I feel like this is something to do no matter what your business is. It doesn't matter if you're a content creator or you're a freelancer, you should be running Facebook ads to grow your email list and then emailing to them to generate sales. Yeah. And he basically taught a simple system of, he had a lead magnet for his target market He works with gym owners. So he put together a guide for gym owner marketing and he's targeting gym owners on Facebook through various, his targeting and different things. Um, They're entering their email to get the guide on the thank you page. He gives them an opportunity to hop on to like a coaching call to like learn how to apply it in their business. And then if at the end of the call, he thinks they're a good fit, he offers to do the done for you ad management work for them. But if not, no big deal. But then those people are on his email list and he actually emails daily. You don't have to email daily. You just need to be consistently two or three times a week, whatever. But he emails daily, providing value, constantly building trust and making offers to them. And he consistently generates sales and has used that method to go from no clients to making over $20,000 a month. Yeah. No, and, and I think this is one, it's it's interesting. I'm, I, I love that he did that training because we have a lot of people that 
you know, they think like you think intuitively, yeah, Facebook ads, I'll just run them for myself and I'll just get clients. Like if I, if I advertise myself, but what people don't understand and you and I've been talking about this a lot lately, just in our own strategy, it's hard to sell higher ticket. Uh, well, it's hard to sell anything directly through a Facebook ad. Like, right. You can't, you know, the days are long gone where you could just like run an ad and just print money. You have to warn, if you, if you're trying to get leads, you can, you have to warm them up, which is what we do a lot of times with, with what we do when we're retargeting people for launches and those kind of things. But like, you can't, you know, you can't just run an ad for yourself and sell You have to build an audience. Yeah. Your ads are top of funnel. They build audience and then you're building trust. You're providing content, you're providing value. And then a lot of times you're making the sales pitch or the offer organically. And if you're using Facebook ads, it's to, to improve that organic thing. So like when we sell a course, when we launch, we're sending everyone in the audience that's relevant to, to the sales page, right? That's organic. It's through email, it's through messenger, it's through Facebook group, whatever. And then the actual, the only way the Facebook ads come in are either saying like, Hey, it's open and allow it helping to get them to the sales page or it's saying, Hey, you hit the sales page. This offer is only available for a few more days. Do you have any questions? Like getting them back to retargeting them back to that order form, getting them right. to fin- complete the purchase, but it's audience building before then. And that's especially true as a freelancer, because if you have a service, like say you're making like $1,500 providing Facebook ad management services, which is kind of like the norm. Like if you run an ad and you're like, Hey, you're a local business. Do you need help with the Facebook ads? You know, apply here for a call is going to be extremely high and you're not going to have the trust. You got to be hot shit at sales to be able to pull that off. Right. Like I used to sell $300 a month online fitness coaching programs back in the day. And I, that's exactly what I was doing is I was promoting a program in an ad, getting them on, they would apply. I'd get them on the phone. I would sell them on the phone, but somehow I was just naturally very good at phone sales. So I was getting away with it when a lot of people couldn't. And the ad costs were super cheap back then. If I tried to do that today, it would not work because no matter how good I do on the phone, like my cost to get the person on the phone would be too high to justify doing it, right? So instead, it's audience building. It's getting them to look at your content on a blog, retargeting the email list or getting cold audience to join your email list and then using that list to get people into different places like... A Facebook group and then building that over time, selling organically. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. It's interesting because this is just like a little nugget for people. So the Pinterest thing is going to be very interesting because we're going to experiment with Pinterest ads and oh yeah, the word, the word on the street is, well, I'm not sure yet, but we're going to find out is that you can directly sell products that are fairly cheap still on Pinterest right? with ads. And it's, it's interesting. And I know this is a little bit off topic, but it's like, I think it helps people understand how this works, users of a platform kind of get used to ads. Like they, they get wise to things after a while. Right. So like on Facebook where you used to be able to just sell things, like people don't like, if you think about it in your own daily experience, you don't just go to Facebook and buy stuff. They just scroll past that. Yeah. yeah. Cause you're like, I don't, yeah. Cause it, it, you get numb to it. And I think that that's, so some of these newer platforms, LinkedIn and Pinterest, I'm, I'm really excited to like to play around with that in 2019. Yep. That'll be fun. Yeah. So the is consultations and audits. Yep. And um, this is one, th- this is actually the one our s- student Sean was like, hey, I'm doing this to make money. Can I share with the group? And I was so glad he brought it up because it wasn't even on my radar to share this with the community, but I did so much of my business doing this, like built so much of my business doing this. And the idea, and, and you've done this as a blogger as well, 
right? Like the idea is make money by through co- coaching or giving advice on yeah. a subject that you know a lot about. And so a lot of times if I'm having the group method, if I'm doing that and somebody says, Hey, I need help with such and such. I need you to look at my ad account and do an audit and tell me what I should be doing, or I need help crafting this offer whatever that may be. I'm charging for that. You don't just get my time for free. When I was first starting out, I gave my time away for free all the time because I had time on my hands. I didn't have kids and I was starting to get going. I would give away a free call because it could lead to money. But now like that's not happening. So if somebody wants to do that, it's like, cool, it's $400 to get me on the phone for an hour. And I do that a week or two ago. I did like four calls the one week because I was just like, eh, things are going good. Let's get, you know, let's do this. Let's help some people. Let's get some money. It helped that it was like people that I knew, right? right? Kind of like I knew loosely. So I was like, oh, I want to go help this person instead of somebody totally cold. But I went and did that, made some really good money, helped some people out. You know, one of them became a client, which is even more money down the road, but it's me getting to help somebody grow their business, which is awesome. Um, But Sean was doing this and he's saying, I'm charging $97. Yeah. He's, he's just, you know, he's new, right? But he has a lot of knowledge. He has a lot of expertise. And so he actually was invited to speak at an event for realtors and he gave a presentation and then he had like, you know, he gave that presentation to like 10 people and then he had three or four people then go pay him a hundred dollars for a half hour, one hour consultation where he was helping them with stuff. And my guess is one of those three people will probably turn into a paying client down the road. Yeah. No, I, th- I think it's smart too. And it's, um, it's actually something I'm seeing some bloggers do too, which is really interesting. Kellen from Savvy Couple, I was actually looking the other day, like they've used Teachable to put a couple of different services like Pinterest audit or Facebook ad audit, like just all these different smaller services, uh, which I think is a really interesting strategy. And it probably, you know, I don't know how, how well they're doing with it. I guess I could just ask, but I think it's smart. And then I think eventually you know, that's something that could be used to upsell a course or, you know, if there's like a related course to that thing, you know, it's an easy way to kind of upsell when you got them on the phone, but it is an interesting, interesting concept. Um, and I think that it's one of those things where you're trading time for money, but in the beginning of your business, like there's nothing wrong with that. Like it's, it's okay to trade time for money. It, it is okay to trade time for money. Like, and there's, you know, trading time for when you have a skill, oftentimes is going to result in a higher payout than something that leverages your time. Yeah. Right. Because if you're providing a course or something that's more time leveraged, but it's a lower payout than if it's a done for you service or if you're providing your, your time to somebody. Right. And the value, you know, this is the thing too. Like if you're doing the consultations and stuff, what you can charge and the value of like your hour is highly dependent on your skill set and the market for what you're providing, but also the market for you. I didn't used to charge $400 an hour. You know, at first I was charging like a hundred or 150, but the demand for my time has gone up over time because I have authority in my space. You know, I'm respected for what I do. And so people want to learn from me. They want my help and my help because of my reputation might be worth a little bit more than another person who's just getting started out. And that's just a, that's just a function of, of time and developing your craft and getting good results for people and word of mouth and all of those different things. Yeah. So, I mean, at the end of the day, pricing can kind of be whatever you want pricing to be, but that doesn't mean you're going to sell it. 
right? Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and I'll say too, another thing, part of the reason that my pricing went up is because I was having people come to me and I'd gotten to a place where I was like, time for calls. So I increased my price and was like, I refuse to do this for less than this amount, yeah. right? And some people take it and some people don't, but it's a filter for me of my time, right? Yeah. And it, sometimes I don't even offer it. Like, so it's what it's worth to you. Yeah. And I think it's, it's just, this is something that I see all the time. People are like, oh, especially bloggers do this, where they're like, you shouldn't be trading time for money. You shouldn't be doing this. You need to grow your you know, business like this to where you can make money while you sleep. Like that's all, that's cool. You know, I get it. You and I make money while we sleep a lot of times, yeah. but we didn't start that way. Like it didn't start right. off that way. We, we, we did the normal things that people can do to make money. And then you eventually grow authority. And then if you want to sell courses or you want to like do whatever you want to do, like you can, you can automate things and create systems later. But if you're trying to make money now, like it's okay to trade time for money. Yeah. And what if like too, let's say that you want something done. Like let's say you want to hire somebody to provide a service for you part-time and it's worth this much, right? Maybe, maybe you're charging $150 for an hour of your time, but say you're trying to hire somebody to provide a service for you and it's $400 a month. And maybe it's going to take you, if you do it 10 to 15 hours a month to do that yourself. But if you hire somebody for $400 and then you take three one hour calls to cover that expense and make a $50 profit, that's worth it. Yeah. Like part of leveraging your time is understanding it's not always best for you to do the thing and it's understanding that or is there a way that I can trade something I'm doing in that way use my time to make money to pay for something that's going to save me more time. I'll do that all the time because right. that is leveraging my time, yeah. right? So at the, at the beginning, it's just about like, go make some money so that you can keep going yep. or go make more money so that you can grow. Yeah, I agree. So I think that's it. That's seven things. We hit them all. We went probably more in depth on those than I intended for us to do coming in. That's okay. But it's cool. So guys, thank you very much for listening. We appreciate it. We got to go. Obviously I get the baby now. He's like, Uh, as always, we appreciate you listening. Please subscribe to the channel and whatever it is that you listen to podcasts on. I use Apple podcasts. I know all you Google peeps, you Stitcher. Um, I'm sure that there are other platforms. We have tons of them available. So please go subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. Tell your friends about it if you love the show. Leave us a review, but only if it's a five-star review. Try and make it funny because, you know, that's more fun. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next episode. You've been listening to the Laptop Empires podcast with Mike Yonda and Bobby Hoyt. For more information and the resources mentioned in this episode, go to laptopempires.com forward slash podcast.